Hello there, my name is Shirley Fisher and I'm an illustrator, creative business owner, and mom of two. I've been slowly growing from a part-time creator to a full-time working artist since 2016, so I know the joy and struggle of working for yourself and how mindset can impact your growth. It's here where we dig deep through vulnerable chats about running a creative business and uprooting our limiting beliefs. My hope is that you walk away from these conversations feeling empowered with a greater sense of clarity and community. So find a cozy spot, open up your heart, and prepare to be encouraged. Welcome to the Tillage Podcast. If you are a creative business owner and don't have a newsletter, I encourage you to start one today. Having a newsletter is one of the best ways to get in front of your ideal customer and to build trust with them. There are many newsletter platforms out there, but I found many to be clunky and as a designer, honestly, not that aesthetically pleasing. However, when I found Flowdesk, I finally felt like I could create beautiful newsletters with ease. Flowdesk is such an intuitive experience and they have beautiful templates to offer a visual experience for your reader. Flowdesk has saved me so much time and it makes writing newsletters fun. Head on over to the tillagepodcast.com to get a coupon code for 50% off your first year of Flowdesk. And you can also find that link right here in the description below. So why wait? Give Flowdesk a try, get your feet wet and start building a newsletter and building trust with your ideal customer today. Hi, Ava. Thank you so much for coming on the Tillage podcast today. We are going to be talking all about perfectionism, and I'm very thrilled that you're open to having this conversation with me and that we're just going to jump into the deep end and talk all things perfectionism. And so I would love if you could give a background of your story as a creative, what you do for your own art business, and just all the details. Yeah, I'm excited to be here and talk about perfectionism. So. Yeah, I own a company called Aviate Press. We make greeting cards, prints, paper goods, lifestyle products. I'm also a freelance illustrator. And I started my business in 2015, I think, which is crazy. Doesn't feel like it's been that long. But I originally thought that I wanted to go into musical theater or music or acting, lots of other creative things by I wasn't really sure where I fit in. So I ended up in Nashville. I went to Belmont, thought that maybe I would do music business or be in the entertainment industry somehow. And then after I graduated, it was very hard to find a job in that industry. And I ended up having lots of jobs at once, just working in restaurants and nannying, doing lots of things while I searched for a quote unquote real nine to five job. So during that time, I got back into illustration and art just as a fun side hustle. I started an Etsy shop. I started doing craft fairs. And that's when I met some other illustrators in town. And at that time, I didn't even know what an illustrator was. I didn't know that like you could do that as a job. So meeting other professional illustrators and learning from them was really what started my career, just being aware that you could be a freelance illustrator, work on art and make a livable wage. That was 
the turning point for me and really just connecting with those people and feeling like I found people who were fun to be around too. I would love for you to share, has art always been a part of your life? And I just love that you were explaining that being a part of community and being a part of a new world that had opened up to you that allowed you to see like, oh, this is actually possible. I think that is so powerful because so many of us don't even know what's existent out there until we rub shoulders against someone else that's actually doing it. So did you always do art as a kid? Yes, I was always sketching and doodling and I doodled a lot during class, which some teachers were not a fan of. But for me, it it was helping me process and actually pay attention. So that was, it was always something that I did. And I think part of what allowed me to pursue it later on was that I never felt like I was the best or a professional or my perfectionism hadn't really gotten in there. So I was able to feel like a beginner and just play, which really was just so fun and allowed me not to think too much about it. There have been a couple of conversations here on the podcast where we talk about our childhood and like how that part of ourself changes. So when do you think for yourself, you're talking about yourself having that freedom and playing and perfectionism hadn't gotten in there. When do you feel like that started for you, like in your journey? Yeah, that's a good question. So before I get into it, I'll just mention that I am a big fan of internal family systems. I don't know if you've Have you heard of that? Not really, no. It's a type of therapy that my therapist introduced me to. And it's the idea that we are all made up of sub-personalities or different parts. So like those voices in your head, each of those is kind of like its own being with different motivations and different beliefs. And that has really helped me realize that my perfectionism is just a part of me. So I tend to talk in parts like that, just just so you are aware. And I'll definitely talk more about IFS just because it's really helped me. But yeah, I think my perfectionist part has been running the show for a long time. And I don't think that I fully realized that until, well, until I guess I was learning about IFS. But I think it was... It was a big part of who I was in high school when it came to other creative endeavors, like wanting to be the best and perfect in those areas. But since I didn't identify as an artist, it was fine to just be in a realm of play and creativity in that world. And then when I started Aviate Press and working on art more seriously, I think because I had other people to look up to and ask questions of, like they were always the professionals and I was just always the student. So that felt safe. And I still try to think of myself as like, there's always more to learn. I think now that I have been doing it for so long, I think when I get into like the the business owner mindset, the perfectionism does come in. But I think now I try to always at least be working a little bit on something that I'm not so comfortable with that challenges that perfectionism. Like right now I'm trying to get back into painting, which I don't really know what I'm doing when it comes to painting. So that's a challenge, but it's also fun to just play around and not really have any goal in mind. 
yeah, I think a lot of people can relate to that shift of, oh, this is just for fun. I'm just playing around. But once you start to step into it as like a business or this is my occupation, the stakes are a little bit higher. And then you start to recognize like, oh, I want to be good at this. I want to be challenging myself. And you can look up to the people who are 10 steps ahead of you and feel like a beginner where all of that perfectionism and stuff comes into play. And I want to back up first because we just jumped right into the deep end here. I wanted to back up and say that one of the reasons why I reached out to you to be on the podcast is that your illustrations very much are speaking to this self-development growth mindset And you talk a lot about perfectionism on your Instagram. And so I love that you've also not only been doing the inner work within yourself, but also are letting that spill into your art as well. So Aviate Press started, you know, as something different than Mm -hmm. where it is kind of now too. So I just wanted to give that context for people who are listening. Yeah. Some of my first few greeting card designs are still in my line. And like, I look at them now and I'm like, man, I should really edit that. I should really change that. But it is kind of a nice reminder that that version of me will always be there. And it helped me get where I am today. And most of the time when you're, when I'm like at craft fairs, when I see people actually respond to my work, it's nice to see that they don't, they don't notice the little tiny details that like I would like just connecting with other people through art is the whole point really. But yeah, on my illustration page on Instagram, it's really been meaningful for me to connect with others through the illustrations that I put out that are specifically about self growth and therapy and what I've learned there, which my, my audience there really started to grow when I started sharing more vulnerable personal posts like that. So it's very cool to see that. Yeah. I always just think it's amazing that the more we put ourselves out there in that vulnerable space, the more it's like a magnet because people want to know that they're not alone and that they're feeling all these things. And so that's why I was drawn to it. I'm like, oh my gosh, somebody else who struggles with perfectionism. Ooh, I want to meet you. So we're going to chat all about this today. So I'd also like to take a moment to just even define perfectionism because I think it looks different than simply just saying, oh, I just want my work to be perfect. I think it can take a lot of different forms in our creative journey. And so I'd love for you to kind of explain what is perfectionism to you and how have you seen it show up in your business or in your creative endeavors? Yeah. Perfectionism for me, I think it can feel very controlling. And that voice in my head is often saying, no, we can't do this. You have to do it this way. And you have to do X, Y, and Z before we get to the finish line. And so it ends up creating a lot of boundaries and it disconnects me from the self-trust, intuition, trusting your gut, that part of the creative process, which is the most important part, I would say. So I feel like perfectionism turns off the creative playful part of me. I would agree. Cause I think for me, when I look at my own life, the boundaries, like you're talking about that I've even set up in my own illustration style, it's like, 
oh, well, you always scribble sections of artwork so you can't even touch gouache because that doesn't look like your brand. That is so paralyzing because it is connected to perfectionism when you think, well, that's a boundary I've created. I've set up this rule that's arbitrary that nobody else cares about, but it's because I want my brand to look a certain way and be perfect in whatever that looks like. So I think it can just take on so many different forms. Do you see that for yourself in your own work? Yeah. I think when you're looking at other people's work, you can see the through line a little bit more easily. But yeah, for myself, I also have gotten caught up in, well, this design doesn't look like my other designs, so I can't include it or I can't explore this type of medium that I want to explore because it'll take too much time. It'll take me away from the work that I'm supposed to be doing. It, I think the perfectionist, that part of me doesn't always see the value in coming back to the beginner student type of mentality. And I understand what it's trying to do for me because when you step into that mindset, the beginner student mindset, there's a lot of vulnerability there. You don't know where you're going to end up. It's scary to be new to something, to to step into that. And so I, I think because there's a lot of risk involved because yeah, there is a chance that like, maybe it's going to suck what you make, but <laughs> the process I think is always worth it. You can always learn something. So yeah, I think if you're able to step back and change your perspective a little bit and not put so many rules on a creative process, because really a creative process, I, I don't like many rules when I'm in that place. I don't think they serve me that well. I would love for you to, if you wouldn't mind, just sharing like one or two stories that you can describe in your own art practice where you have been tripped Mm. up by perfectionism. So, you know, we talked about your early beginnings, but is there something like recently that you can think of where you were like, man, I really got stumped by perfectionism? Yeah. Well, I mean, I deal with it on a daily basis. And I think most of the time where it really blocks me creatively is when I'm focused on like a new idea or design and I just can't get to the finish line because I've done so many drafts or versions of it and I just can't, my perfectionist part, it feels too scared to get to the the final thing because the final product means I have to put it out in the world, which means people could judge it. What if I don't get the bleed right on the final design and like the prints look bad, but it usually comes back to what if people don't like it? That means I'm not good enough. Or I, uh, the end thing is usually like, nobody loves me, which is kind of extreme, but no, but it's true. It can go there. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the first thing I that comes to mind when I think about perfectionism in the work that I do now is that it can keep me from getting things done because nothing can be perfect. And although it's trying to help me feel love and connectedness, it usually keeps me from actually getting there. We'll be back after this short break. 
If you're a super fan of the Tillage podcast, one of the ways you can show your love and support for this podcast is rating the show and leaving a review. This review came in from Debbie and it says, I love the Tillage podcast. It is my very favorite one to listen to and I cannot wait until they come out every Tuesday. I'm a creative myself and I can so relate to everything Shirley talks about as I am building my illustration business. She is such a cheerleader to us all and she is so real and not afraid to talk about the hard stuff. Highly recommend. Well, thank you, Debbie. That just made me so warm and fuzzy. Thank you for taking the time to write this review. And it really does help the podcast rank higher so more people can enjoy the show. So thanks again for writing review. Now back to the show. Yeah, for sure. I think that when we talk about perfectionism, the root of it truly is wanting to be affirmed in what we're doing and that we're making beautiful things. And if we can't create something that we deem as beautiful or perfect, then we have somehow failed. And so if yeah. we that, then like we're expecting others to experience that from our work as well. And so I think that perfectionism in my own life and for many artists is a pretty destructive thing because like you're saying, it holds us back from the final moment where we show our work into the world. And I think there are many of us who probably have sketches and artwork that just have never made their debut because we're stuck there. So I also would love for you to share in your own world what it has looked like to recover from a quote unquote mistake. And it could be anything. It could be a typo on a greeting card. Guess what? One was just found last (sighs) week. And I was like, really? Again? (laughs) (laughs) Like a typo on a greeting card, or maybe you accidentally use the wrong name for, you know, a person that you're pitching to. Like, how do you recover from that? Yeah. I am so hard on myself when it comes to those types of mistakes. Like a few times, I'm sure more than a few times, I have been sending outreach emails to people for wholesale accounts. And I'll say, I love your shop. And I really do love their shop. But I like left in the wrong name of the shop. Oh. And, like The last email. Yes. I sent. And I just want to crawl into a <laughs> hole and never talk to anyone again. I want to close <laughs> my shop forever. That's that's my initial reaction to making a mistake. It's like, okay, then I'm done and I can't do anything ever again. But I try to remind myself that like a small percentage of emails will be messed up. There's like 10 to 20% of work that I do that is not going to be perfect. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. Perfect is not the goal. But it takes a lot of work to remind myself of that. Like, it sucks to accept that I'm not going to be perfect all the time, but nobody's perfect all the time. And it's humbling to realize that and freeing also. But yeah, I might just have to take an extra long walk or like go on a run, get some of that awkward, uncomfortable energy out. That helps too. But going back to the drawing board and like continuing to email people, even though I emailed out that one person the wrong name. That also helps. Yeah. I think a good reminder too is that you actually were out there sending the pitch email, even if the name was wrong, at least you were out there putting your work out into the world. And when we step into at least showing up, chances are we're not going to show up perfectly. And that's just a good reminder. 
I also just want to mention that what we deem as a mistake or something that just feels like we want to curl up into a ball and rock ourselves in a corner, like finding out Mm -hmm. I had another typo in a card, no one really notices all the things we think are mistakes. And it's so funny because I showed this card to multiple people and they could not see the typo. Even though it was there, I couldn't see it for a year. Nobody else could see it. And so it's just a reminder, like what we think is this blaring, imperfect thing. Most people don't even see it in the first place. So. And I think too, there might be like a part of me that is afraid that if I make a mistake, someone's going to see it and they're going to know that I'm a fraud, like that Mm -hmm. sort of feeling. But really like this conversation, just talking about how, oh, you're not perfect either. (laughs) Okay. That's good. Like we all make mistakes and we can laugh about it. I think I had a drawing of, um, it's my card that says happy birthday. This is the year or something like that. And it's a, an old lady on a, an elliptical machine, but I had her legs weren't right. My husband noticed that like there was one leg that was in front of the (laughs) other and it should have been the other way around. I was like, Oh, dang it. But I could have kept selling it as it was. People didn't notice. So it it is funny how your brain just kind of fixes it. It's like, Oh, that's not a big deal. I want to talk a little bit about your experience with therapy. You've already talked about it a little bit, but you've also been really open on Instagram that you do go to therapy. And so I just would love for you to share a little bit more about how therapy has helped you, not only internally with things going on inside of you, but also like, how has it helped your art practice and in the area of perfectionism? Yeah. So obviously the thing I mentioned earlier with IFS, that's been a a huge help to me just as a person. And that has also become a big part of my creative process. So a lot of my illustrations come from what I'm working on in therapy, which Usually the the process would be journaling and then sketching some ideas out, maybe doing some research if I don't know enough about a subject that I'm trying to learn about when it comes to self-care or therapy. So I usually will start journaling just with the question of how am I feeling? And then inevitably several different parts or voices will come up and perfectionism is is usually in there. I've got a big planner part that just wants to plan out the whole day or week or month or year. Usually there's some anxiety in there. And then I'll I'll go through and see which parts need the most attention. What are they trying to tell me or help me with? So that's usually my process for coming up with ideas and illustrations that I want to work on. So that creative process is the big part of the work I do because it helps me connect with other people through Instagram and create new products. But yeah, at the end of the day, it's all connected. I think when you work for yourself too, you have to have a lot of self-trust just to, you know, actually follow through with the things that you want to follow through with. And like right now, I feel like I'm in a big shift with my business, which has been tough, especially with a little one who keeps me busy, who's now in daycare three days a week, which is amazing. She, This is her second day. Oh, yeah. that's a huge change. Yeah. But now I have more time to work on those big shifts that are happening. But 
that does require a lot of looking inward and really caring for all the different parts that are coming up. Because if I didn't do that work first, then the perfectionism would probably get in the way and keep me from actually being able to take action. So, yeah. I can relate to that a lot. And I think that some of my most powerful work has come from being quiet and being intentional. And I would say the biggest pivots in my life, the bigger steps, if you will, into boldness has come from working on myself and all of those insecurities, all of those voices. And so I think you bring about a really strong point, which is the more we work on ourselves and all these parts of ourselves, like you're referring to, the better we can show up for our art and make better art and create from an authentic place. And so I love that you were opening up about that. And I would love to lean into anything else that you feel like has helped you with perfectionism. So you've mentioned therapy, journaling. I just love when guests on the podcast can basically give us like a toolkit to help with these things. And I was just curious if you have anything else that's helped you in this area. Yeah. So I think when I'm caught up in perfectionism, it helps me to take a step back and kind of get back into my body. So that might involve going on a walk, listening to a podcast that I enjoy. I think like just stretching even or just like wiggling a little bit can help break some of that tension up. Also connecting with other artists or illustrators, that helps a lot. I am still really good friends with a lot of those illustrators that I met early on. And usually we're going through some similar things. There's always feelings of comparing ourselves to others. Instagram (laughs) doesn't help with that one. Yeah, I'd say another thing is getting off my phone, probably. That's That's one thing that helps. Yeah, but definitely connecting with others and being able to vent a little bit and realize that a lot of other artists feel this way too. Yeah, the community part is huge. And I'm interested in what your thoughts are about comparison and perfectionism being tied together because (laughs) I feel like they are like little pieces of a puzzle that just go right together when we have perfectionism, often that can be connected to comparison. So would you mind going there with me? Have you felt that in your own life and kind of unpack like what has helped you in community to deal with those things too? Comparison is definitely connected with perfectionism. Like if I think of those two things as different parts of me, like a really competitive part that just wants to compare myself to others and the perfectionist part that wants to be the best and only put out perfect things all the time. Yeah, they definitely conspire together and are really just trying to keep me small and safe at the end of the day, which is great. I can appreciate that. (laughs) But yeah, you can definitely get caught up in, oh, this person is posting so much and it all looks so beautiful and they get so many likes and they probably have so much work that they're doing and I don't have any freelance jobs coming in or it ends up reminding me of the things I don't have versus the things I do have. And that's a very dangerous thing to get caught up in because it doesn't feel 
good to think about those things, obviously. And it also makes you feel disconnected from people. And like what we're talking about, the more connected you feel to others, the more you can show up authentically, like you were saying. And there's enough room for all of us here, really. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's just hard. It's a hard business to be in when you're working for yourself. And there are a lot of challenges, but the community is a great part of what we do. And I think what we're doing, the whole purpose for me is to show others that you can do it too, that you can keep trusting yourself. You can you can make things that also helps you connect to others and you can trust that creative, playful part of you if you want to go that direction. And I think you do that so well. So I think you are doing that for others. And it's interesting when we talk about comparison because whether you realize it or not, people are looking at you as someone who has, oh, look at all these opportunities she has. Look how many followers, look how many things that she's doing. And I forget that because I can feel that too. Like, oh my gosh, I don't have that many wholesale accounts as much as that person. And someone's looking at me going, oh, I wish I had that many wholesale accounts. And so I think it's a really important place to remember that no matter how much you're looking ahead at someone else, there's someone behind you looking at you as well. Yeah, it's cool to think about it in that way. And that reminds me of where I started, like sharing a studio with other professional illustrators and being able to learn from them rather than being afraid of how successful they were. Yeah, because there, yeah, there's enough room for all of us. Absolutely. I think that if you had any remaining like words of encouragement for those of us who still feel like trapped by perfectionism, or how about this? Let me rephrase it this way. If you are talking to yourself at the very beginning of your journey in 2015, what would you say looking at where you are now and where you started? Yeah, that's a good one. I think that I would encourage that version of me to keep playing, keep creating things that felt good to make, keep trusting myself to to follow through and trusting that I was going in the right direction. Yeah, and just keep that student mentality, that beginner mentality, because that is what really made the difference, I think. Yeah. I think having that student mentality really helps give no room for perfectionism because as a student, there's always this posture of like, well, I'm just learning. So there really isn't any room to be perfect if you are starting out doing something for the first time. So I love that mentality of that student mindset. No matter where you are in your journey, there's always something new to learn and to develop. So I love that you say that. I guess I will go back and ask you to just lean into what words of encouragement would you have for others in our community about perfectionism? Yeah, I would say if any listeners are struggling with perfectionism or if they have a part that feels like a perfectionist, I would say try and get curious about that part and what it 
is trying to do for you, if you could see the positive side of it and try and get to know it, that has been super helpful for me. And that's definitely in the lens of IFS, internal family systems. And yeah, I could geek out about that all day. So if you're also curious about that, definitely look it up and learn more about it. And so do you share about IFS on your Instagram as well, if people want to kind of understand a little bit more about it? Yeah, I have some posts that talk about IFS and what I've learned about it. So yeah, if you scroll through there, I think I have some illustrations that explain it a little bit more. Well, in closing then, can you please share, as you were saying, for people, if they want to check out your posts, where can they find you and connect with you online if they want to see all the wonderful illustrations you make about all these things? Yeah, I have two Instagram pages. I feel like everybody has more than one these days. (laughs) I have one for illustration where I share a lot of these self-care therapy related illustrations. It's called Ava Marie Doodles. So you can get on there for all those good things. And then I have my business page that is Aviate Press. And I like to say Aviate like aviation, like a plane. So yeah, I share different products on there and some behind the scenes stuff on how I create my products and illustrations and news and other fun things. Well, awesome. Thank you so much for sharing that. And also just opening up so vulnerably about perfectionism and how we can start to uncover the layers of what's going on beneath the surface. So thanks again for being here on the Tillage podcast today. Yeah. Thank you for having me. This is great. Here are the key takeaways from today's episode. Perfectionism can be seen in us as a controlling behavior that creates rules or boundaries within ourselves or our artwork. Ultimately, perfectionism disconnects us from self-trust, intuition, and debuting our artwork. At its core, perfectionism is rooted in a desire for affirmation and a fear of judgment. Comparison and perfectionism can play off of each other. As we look to others who are ahead of us, we can often feel like beginners, which can trigger the need to be perfect or better. It's important to remember that what we deem as a mistake may not even be seen by others. Lastly, remember that everyone makes mistakes and embracing our imperfection can lead to inner growth. Mistakes and imperfections are inevitable, but they don't define our worth or our talent. Thanks again for listening to the Tillage Podcast. It brings me so much joy knowing that you spent your very precious time with me here today. If you want more, head on over to thetillagepodcast.com for today's show notes. And I'll be back next week with another episode.